Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Who knows what the word for the year has been? Got all the way to December. Can anyone shout it out? Faith. So we're doing a series called Finishing with Faith. And every year there is a word over the church. And the word faith has been for the church because we're going on a faith journey, going into a new season. But it is for you. It is a prophetic word. And even if you are visiting, even if you've only been coming to Macquarie for a little while, the word is still for you and the year hasn't finished yet. I know for me, it's been a massive year of faith, probably the biggest faith leap of my entire existence. Um, Yeah, that's just the things that God is doing for me. And even I'm preaching it to you tonight. So that's going to tell you that it has been a big journey for me. And for my kids, believing things for my kids and their future. John's recording his fifth album. That takes faith. That takes courage. So my question is for you, what has your faith looked like this year? Has it grown? What have you done? How have you challenged yourself? I have challenged the living daylights out of myself. Thanks, Ross. So, the year's not over yet, so I'm going to ask you to grab onto it. And tonight we're going to do Faith Comes by Hearing because we're going to equip you with just one piece of how to grow in your faith. Faith comes by hearing. So, this is the verse. It comes from Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There it is. So, the first thought in this, there's two things to think about. The first thing is that faith comes by hearing, is about your initial opportunity to believe in God. And Paul was talking to the Jews, and they believed that salvation or right standing with God came through laws and doing the right thing all the time. But Paul was saying, no, right standing with God simply comes by faith. And he said these words, if I can find them. Uh, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How good is that? That is what salvation is about. But then he challenged them with this. And I'm going to paraphrase the rest of the verse. If you could bring it up, I think it's Romans 10, 13 to 14-ish. Okay, the verse goes on to say, um, how can they believe in the one they have heard And how can they hear if no one tells them? So he was saying to them, you need to go out and tell them this message. He says, beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. And those feet are your feet. You are the one with the beautiful feet. And Paul had a stirring in him. He went, how are they going to hear if no one tells them? And I wonder if you have that stirring too for people in your world, for people you don't know, for strangers you walk past in the street? Do you actually have that stirring? How are they going to hear if no one tells them? For me, I was brought up in a Christian home. Let me do a survey. Who was brought up and knows nothing but God all the days of their life? Wow, 50% of you. So the rest of you somewhere along the journey found God. I'm really fascinated by people who find God somewhere in life because I have always known him. 
So I love a good testimony where you hear about someone finding God. So I'm going to call up Alicia Humphreys. I thought her story was beautiful. Hello. Hi, everyone. We're going to jump on some stools and pull this aside because we're going to be, this is going to be the quickest Q&A testimony you've ever heard. Are you ready? Alicia told me her story, uh, and it was beautiful because it involved people in her world who helped her on the journey, and also God leading her. So my first question for you, Alicia, can you please tell me who was in your family of origin? Seeing as not a Christian home like mine, tell me about your family. Yes. So my, Christ, my, Christian, my family is a classic Aussie battler home, pigeon pair, you know, brother, sister, tradie family. Um, but very encouraging to win sports, you know, public schools, sports. I danced and swam. My brother, cricket, swam, soccer, everything. My parents were very encouraging, um, very comfortable. It was a very comfortable family that I grew up in. So do, do they ever talk about God in a house? Mm-mm. Not at all. No way. Ew. <laughs> so at some point in your life, you obviously decided, I need God. There's something more out there. Tell me about that story. There's a picture up there, two of you, which will, yeah, tell us about that story. I'll explain that picture for you guys. So at, I think I was 14, and I was in year nine, my mum comes home from a union meeting. I'm sure you've heard of them. Union meeting, yep. And she says, hey, you could go across the world. You could go on a student exchange for a year, and it's just because I work for said union. And I go, okay, sure. Let's Are we do not this. allowed to say the name of the union? Uh, SDA. <laughs> the Woolworths Union. So she Woolworths. worked for Big W. Um, and so I pursued that and I went to these camps and they just got you ready for living overseas. I hadn't gotten this scholarship yet and it wasn't until the end of that year, so the end of year nine, they're like, you've got it. You're going overseas. Going to Italy. And I'm like, yes, that's where I wanted to go. So good. But... My school wouldn't actually let me go to Italy and def- do uh, education by distance for year 11, which is crazy, right? Because we've just come through distant education pretty much. Um, but they wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, okay, I can't go to Italy. Where can I go? And they gave me a few options. I picked some. None of the options was where I went. I went to Hungary. So I lived it doesn't in... doesn't sound as exciting. <laughs> Italy just, yeah, stepped out. Sorry, Hungary. Yeah, I had no idea about anything to do with Hungary, like... I'm sure you guys haven't heard anything to do with Hungary either. They, um, they invented the Rubik's Cube and the Biro pen, just in case you were wondering. These are things that I learnt. And it wasn't until I was there, and I was very uncomfortable at this stage, I, um, I was there for nine months before I met Christ. So I went through a lot of mental health problems. Can you imagine being a 15-year-old overseas without your family? I'd never flown anywhere before, let alone across the sea. I was all by myself and... Um, yeah, I really, really needed God at this stage. Like, he made me so uncomfortable, so I'd need him. I had no desire to know Christ before this. I had no desire at all. I was actually cockily, cockily? Is that a word? Super arrogant about not wanting to know Christ. Like, super arrogant. I was like, he does not exist. This was me probably a year before that. And then I got to one day, and I remember reading this in my journal, because this is 10 years ago this year, that I, <laughs> I was reflecting and I read in my journal and the day before I went to a youth outreach program, which I had no idea had anything to do with God, but I wrote in my journal, 
God, I don't know if you're real, but I need help. I really need help. I was really struggling, really struggling, controlling my eating, had no, no help at all. But these lovely people here were my host sisters. So this is Dorica and Julia, and I lived with them for about 10 months, and then I moved host families towards the end there. So I went to this youth outreach program, didn't know anyone, and there was a bunch of Americans there, and I clung to them because they spoke English. <laughs> I, had no, I hadn't, hadn't spoken English to anyone except for one Australian boy who went across with a different program that I met a couple of times when I was over there. And um, yeah, pretty much from there, they led me to Christ. They were like, Alicia, we are here to support you. And they just gave me so much community and hope. And yeah, they were the ones that helped me find Christ. I'm so pleased. Now, somewhere along the line, Georgia Humphreys is part of your story, which I find really fascinating. George, with your baby at the back there, little tally. Um, tell us how she's part of your story. So, let's rewind to year three. She was in year four, and we had a composite class. We were in class together in primary school at Barnsley. And uh, we were friends. We were friends. She invited me across to a, it was a teddy bears picnic at her church. So there was a little dabbling of church throughout three different friends as I grew up, but not much. And then before I went to Hungary, I was on the bus to school. I went to a school in town. She had gone to St. Philip's and then went to a different school. Like, we lost connection after year three and four. And she was just on my bus. She was like, hey, I'm coming to your school next year. I'm like, great, I'm actually going across the street. Oh, whoop, I'm not going to be here. So I'll see you when I get back. And... When I came back, knowing that Georgia was a Christian, I was like, hey, you go to church, right? Can you take me to church with you? So we were actually best friends for years and years, and now we are sisters-in-law. So, that's so beautiful. And she actually pursued her as well. She made sure she got to church. So I just see all these beautiful feet in her story. God is taking her on a little journey. There were the Americans. There was the host family that got her to the youth event. And there was George. George, your feet are beautiful. Thank you for bringing this girl into the kingdom of God. Love it. And she doesn't know I'm going to say this, but she's got a website and she sells some product. And one of the things she's got on there is an advent calendar that's a devotional. And you hang these little baubles on your tree. So if you want to have an opportunity to focus on the things of God every single day in the lead up to Christmas, tell us the website. It's Words of Eden. If you're looking for it, dot com. <laughs> All righty. Okay, that's it for the fastest Q&A in the world. So I would be really sad if people like Alicia never made it into the kingdom of God. And these two are now lifelong friends and married brothers in the church. I bet you're really happy for her story, Seb. Love it. So beautiful. That's what Paul was talking about. How will they believe in the one whom they have never heard? That's your job, church. Challenge number one. Okay, the second thing in that verse is that hearing from God or faith comes by hearing is not a one-time transaction. It's a continual learning and growing in the things of God. So when we're actually saved, we're given a measure of faith. That's what the Bible tells us. But faith is also a fruit of the Spirit. 
And we know that we can grow fruit, we can grow trees, and it's a gift of the Spirit. And the Bible says to stir up the spiritual gifts. So that's what we're going to do. You have got how many days left till the end of the year? About 35, maybe. So time to start stirring it up if you want to claim that prophetic word for the year. So let's look at one way from this verse that faith can come by hearing. Let's look at the verse again. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, you might think the word of God is this, which absolutely is. But word of God in that scripture is the word rima, and rima means any way God chooses to communicate, any form of communication. Faith comes by all the expressions of God communicating to you. And I have to tell you, he is talking to you all the time, all the time. He speaks through the world around you. He speaks through your circumstances. Even if your circumstances right now are chaotic, difficult, or random, God is speaking. And we just stop and we try and ask him, what are you saying to me in these things? He may keep it, be keeping you encouraged to help you get through to the other side, or he may be showing you things that are important or showing you who he is. So he speaks through nature. Who loves the nature with God? God's speaking to them through nature. The Bible actually says that the heavens pour forth his glory and proclaim his praise without even any speech. They're pouring it out day and night. And God's going to speak to you in a particular way. So there are those that walk into nature. John and I had a picnic the other night, and he said, nature is incredible. All the negativity just fades away. He just had to be in nature. And I'm seeing these rays of sunshine coming out of the sun, and I thought, I wonder what the Bible says about that. I better go and look it up. God's going to speak to you in your unique way. He may speak to you through visions, through dreams, through other prophets, and he speaks to you through each other. They overcome by the word of their testimony. As we keep each other encouraged, we are pouring out God's word into one another. How good is that? So there are so many ways that God speaks to us, but tonight I'm just going to look at two things to keep you encouraged. The first one is the word of God, because it is the most obvious. And this Bible here is 31,000 verses. And I see 31,000 verses as 31,000 individual messages from God to you. How good is that? 31,000. Uh, we know from the Bible that it says it's all God-breathed. So they are the very words of God. It also says of the Bible that it's living and it is active. And I believe that every single time I open it, I expect and look forward to God speaking to me. And I wonder if you have that same sense or anticipation, whether the word of God draws you to that same point that you think, if I open this today, God's going to speak to me. I'm really excited about what he has to say. I actually think I am really special. I think you're really special too. I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, because I do believe God's going to speak to me. And I'm going to, I love this verse in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. It says, The Lord will speak with Moses face to, face to face as a man speaks to a friend. Isn't that incredible? The Lord spoke to Moses as a man speaks to a friend. And that's actually the new covenant relationship with God, the New Testament relationship with God. And this is my face-to-face -face with God. 
This is where I feel he meets me face to face every time. He still meets me through the day, in and out, through life, through circumstances, through many things. But this is Mindy and God face to face, like Moses. God and Moses as one who speaks to a friend. So I've got two approaches when I read the Bible. So I'm going to share them with you in case it equips you well. I either glean or I study. I glean, I I study when I've got a little bit more time. Um, I'll tell you the very spiritual reason behind whether I glean the Bible or I study the Bible. It has to do with whether or not I need to wash my hair that day. So if I'm having a good hair day, I probably didn't spend a big study time with the Lord that day. But it's just as simple as that. It's nothing super spiritual. I go with the flow of the day and I take God with me. So when I glean, I just take a small passage and I read it and I ask God what, I, 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 I go through it and I feel what jumps out at me. And then I think about that, I meditate on that and I ask God what he's saying. And that is my brown bookmark. Can you see two ribbons? That's my gleaning bookmark. And when I study, I've got more time. I've got six commentaries, I read, I absorb. It's a really wonderful God and Mindy time. Both of them fill me with faith. God speaks into my situation. He speaks into the challenges that I'm having. He speaks into my discipleship and it grows my faith. And then when I study, it grows my faith because I, I, the Bible cover to cover is phenomenal. Taking it verse by verse is beautiful. And paragraph by paragraph, it's beautiful, but as a complete work and understanding God, his nature, his character, his plan for salvation, his perfect plan is found in the bigger context. And I find that when I study. So I want to encourage you to take a bit more time to go deeper with God every now and then. Maybe the days that you don't have to wash your hair or every now and then. Um, So I'll give you one example, and this is why it grows my faith. I'm reading the book of Exodus. And he's getting instructions for the tabernacle, which may sound boring, but this was Monday morning. This is my, I didn't have to wash my hair Monday morning day because I don't have to go to the office. And I was reading about the breastplate that is made for the high priest, had very specific instructions. And I'll get you to bring the lovely picture up. There's the breastplate. So it has 12 special stones on it. And those 12 special stones all represent one tribe of Israel. Interestingly, Uh, Satan has got a breastplate or these stones embedded in gold too. He only has nine stones. And I wondered why he had nine and why the high priest had 12. He exactly doesn't have that third row down. See how I've circled it? He has in perfect order all of those stones except the third row. Why does he not have the third row, I wondered. All of the stones represent a tribe, which is what I told you. And every tribe had a prophetic future and a blessing over that tribe mentioned in Genesis 49 and somewhere in Deuteronomy. The three stones that Satan does not own are three that belong to Jesus Christ alone. The blessings that are held by those tribes belong to Jesus Christ alone. I'll show you quickly what they are. Next slide. There's the tribe of Asher. And Asher's promise is that he would be wealthy with royal seed. And who do we know that we sang about earlier is the king of kings and nobody else? Jesus Christ. That stone cannot belong to the enemy. It belongs to Jesus Christ alone. The next one is Issachar. And Issachar's prophetic future 
was that Issachar as a tribe would bear the burden of another. And we know that Satan doesn't bear our burden. He gave the entire humanity the burden that we do bear. He gave us this life burden. Jesus Christ took away that burden and he's the only one that bears our burden. Do you agree with that? Yes. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. That gives me faith. And the last one was the tribe of Gad. And of the tribe of Gad, it said, it's going to look like you're defeated, but in the end, you are going to be the one that overcomes. And who is that but Jesus Christ? So these stones could not have belonged to Satan. And I was encouraged in faith because I knew, okay, God, you are bearing my burdens. God, you are going to overcome ultimately in the end. Those things encourage my journey. But the bigger picture, understanding the massive plan of God was to see that God intentionally didn't even allow Satan to touch that which was not his because it was set apart for Jesus Christ alone. How incredible is that? The perfect plan of God in all the details. That gives me faith. Hearing that word of God gave me faith. How good is that? So get stuck into it. Hey, Bible.com, if anyone's interested, all the free commentaries you could ever want in the world and Bible dictionaries if you need a space. Or there's also Bible College. Taylor shared her testimony on that last week. Lots and lots of ways you can get in and study deeper if you don't feel equipped. Okay, the next thing I want to encourage you on is learning to listen. Because the Holy Spirit is speaking all day long and you just... We just need the ears to hear what that sounds like. And when you're not look, looking at physical words, it can sound very difficult to understand, well, how do I hear the voiceless voice of God? So train yourself, step one, by setting aside a time. Just setting aside time. You're actually setting time aside right now to hear from God by being in church. But set some time aside to read the word. Set some time aside to worship. Set some time aside to pray. And in those spaces, God will speak to you because he's not like a friend who invites you to a cafe, sits opposite you and says nothing. God will speak to you when you catch up with him. And don't feel pressured to feel, hear the audible voice of God. That happens sometimes. But normally he speaks in my mind. And you may ask me the question, how do you know it's not your mind? I know it's not your own brain. There are many ways I can tell you that. The first is that God has spoken to me for so long that I know his voice. But practically, let me break it down a little bit practically for you. When God speaks, it comes quick to me. It's a voice in my head that is clear. It doesn't have doubt. Um, yeah. It doesn't come through my research or striving. It feels like a deposit from God. And my spirit says, wow, yes. And I'll give you a verse about that in a minute. Oh, no, the verse is not right now. Oh, good. Um, you will recognize God is speaking to you because Jesus says of the word of God, the words of God are spirit and they are life. So what, there's a couple of things you've got to take from that verse. The words of God are going to bring life to your spirit. So you will know that it is, you're hearing from God because you will feel life in your spirit. That is what it sounds like. Another thing I have to tell you that will help you know, is it God? Is it not God? It will line up with his character and it will line up with his nature. 
So that will help you understand. And also, it's okay to test. Test in the little things. Was that the voice of God? I'll step out a bit and see if it was. And then you'll start to realize through understanding and long-term relationship, that's what the voice of God sounds like. Okay, next, he doesn't always use words. And this is really important because we can miss so many things that God is saying to our spirit that our spirit-to-spirit conversation, if we don't understand, that he also speaks without words. Sometimes he's depositing something into your spirit that, that you just can't understand with your mind. Easy. Because God is so big and unfathomable by our mind, of course he's going to be depositing things into our spirit that our mind can't comprehend. He's just keeping you encouraged. Keep going, keep going. It's an edification, it's a deep understanding and later on something's gonna make sense to you and you'll realize that's what God has been feeding into my spirit all this time. When I was in worship and his spirit breathed life into me, he was speaking to my soul and now I understand. Does that make sense to you? Later on you'll say yes. Uh, Sometimes also, It's just not the right time to know something. But he's keeping you encouraged, he's keeping you encouraged, he's keeping you encouraged. When I was young, I knew I had the call of God on my life. And that might be your experience too. I knew I had purpose. I just had no idea what it was. And actually, I had a word from Roz once, which I didn't like. Sorry, Roz. I was in my 20s. And she said to me from the platform, I was in about the third row, and she said, Mindy, I can see you stepping into your calling in your late 30s or 40s. I didn't want to know that. I was in my 20s. I really wanted to know now, God, what is your plan and your purpose for me? But he kept it hidden and he kept me encouraged. I totally respect that there are things that I am not ready to know. Otherwise, I'd step into pride. I'd make it happen for myself. Or maybe I'd run away all of the above. In the meantime, though, I'm positioning myself for him to keep my spirit continually encouraged. He's encouraging me for what I learn about his nature and his, his plan and his perfectness in the Bible and by what he's feeding my spirit in worship. You have no idea in worship how many things he's depositing into your soul that your mind does not even understand. And I want to encourage you in those spaces just to receive it not to try and understand it. And I'm a thinker, I wanna understand things, but sometimes you just gotta let that go and receive what the Holy Spirit is depositing into you because they are words, they are spirit, and they are life. Does that make sense? All right. Sometimes he'll use words. Sometimes he'll speak soul to soul, spirit to spirit. So faith grows by putting all of this into practice. Got to put it into practice. So here's the next challenge. Have you heard the voice of God? I don't know if you have heard the voice of God. If you have and God has spoken things to you, do you absolutely 100% believe what He has said? And if you did really believe what God was telling you about Himself, about you, about your future, would that change the way you lived? What would you do differently? Don't let the word that you hear from God fall on shallow ground because the next step is when you hear from God to let it go really deep within you. 
I'm going to get a photo up of a tree that I came across. When I was walking along the beach, I saw this tree, and I was so proud of this tree. I was so proud. It's growing in a rock. Somehow the seed fell on the rock, and it went so deep and so deep that it grew into a tree. And the enemy's going to try and take your seed, what God speaks to you. He wants to steal that away. He doesn't want to go, let it go deep. Don't worry. You might actually feel like you've got that rocky rock. But I want you to find a crevice and dig a hole and get that seed, whatever God is speaking to you, as deep within you as you possibly can and see what's going to grow. Is that good? All right. Water the seed. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Because we're talking about hearing from God, I thought while the piano plays, let's take a moment. Let's hear from God. It's a room full of faith tonight. Okay, so I'm going to get you to close your eyes, throw away every distraction, every distraction. Because really, step one, uh, really there could be people who are ready to believe for the first time. So let's just start there. Right standing with God is simply an act of faith. We heard that at the beginning. Those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That is all it takes. So if you're ready to say yes tonight to the deposit of faith, I want you to raise your hand so that I can see it, and I will pray for you. Just let God do the talking. Second question. If you haven't heard from God, I want you to ask God to speak to you right now. Even if you have heard from God and would like him to re-speak, that's okay. This is a space for God to speak. He's either spoken something to you before and he's going to bring it to your remembrance and say, remember, I told you this about your future. I told you this about your children. I told you this about the situation that you are called to. I want you to stand in that again. Only yesterday I got wobbly about something I was believing for and I got my journal out and I reread all the words God has spoken. So bring it back, bring it back whatever God has spoken to you. And if you haven't heard from God, rather than have a blank canvas, why don't you just ask him a question? Something that's in your heart, something that's important to you. spirit to spirit okay now what he's spoken to you believe it 100% believe it 100% ask yourself what it would look like for you to believe it 100% is there anything you need to do differently is there anything you need to think differently to let that seed go down as deep as it can. Okay. I'm going to pray for you while you've got your eyes closed. Mm. Father, for the words that you've spoken, we want to hear your voice and we just say thank you. 
We return to that thank you word, the gratefulness. So grateful that we're in a relationship with you, that like Moses, we speak with you as if speaking to a friend. And so for the church tonight, everyone here, I just pray that your voice would be evident and clear in the week ahead as they go about their weeks, that you would start to speak clearly, show them, teach them, train them. The sound of your voice, the sound of your spirit speaking to their spirit. Pray they would receive the deposit of life that comes from the Word of God. Planted deeply, take that deep, take that seed down deep, God. And I pray over this great church that you would pour out the grace for them to finish the year with stronger faith than when they started. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.